Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Right, the growth name certainly that we've seen turn around so dramatically over the last couple of months. Whether you get any sort of... That's great. The stock market is at an all-time high. But what does that really mean to you and your retirement? Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement, and I am that little man in the sweater vest, 401k rollover specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And uh, usually we don't introduce uh, America's favorite financial sidekick this quickly, but since we are going to take a deeper dive into the stock market and more specifically the definition of the stock market, I thought I would conjure up uh, from our own America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander. Uh, first of all, good morning, Aaron. How you doing? Hey, good morning, sir. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, good. And uh, we, we, we'll get into this later. We kind of did an informal survey of asking people, what is the stock market? In other words, in their own words, what is the stock market? So I ask you, Aaron, before we get into today's program, what do you think of the stock market? Oh, what do I think of the stock market? Well, it's pretty complicated, but all I know is this. So I have I have a certain amount of money invested with a particular battery company in the stock market. And I know that usually when like the holidays hit, when Christmas time hits, you know, a lot of people are buying those toys for their kids and those toys need batteries. So the stock kind of shoots up there. So all you know is when people are buying batteries, your stock goes people up. People buy my investment, my stock goes up. Well, that sounds good. And of course, uh, with us uh, also feeling a little better, she's been under the weather, but also in the studio is our own technical assistant, Miss Megan Murphy. Glad to have her back here. So, yeah, folks, that's kind of our premise today. You know, we talk so much, the, the economy and everything, and if you turn on the evening news, they're always talking about the Dow and S&P and did this or that. And my question sometimes to savers is, and I simply just ask them this, what is the stock market? Uh, it reminds me, Aaron, uh, this was, actually it was a workshop we did in Lexington and the gentleman was, I could tell, a very sharp individual, and we were talking about one of the graphics. You know the graphics we show, uh, the more you make, the more they take, and it deals with the stock market, how the fees are so high, and right. even when the market's down, the money manager world, uh, of which I'm in, quite frankly, but we still get paid whether you make money or not. Remember that graphic? Yes. So a gentleman, I kind of finished that graphic, and I said, any questions? And he looks at me and he goes, you said the money went down. What do you mean by that? And uh, my favorite son-in-law, Trey, was there, too. And we were talking about this afterwards. And I said, well, what do you mean it went down, sir? It went down. I mean, the stock market went down. And he said, I know you said that, but where is my money? And so we try I was going, well, sir, you've lost money. So I went through this example. I said, let's imagine you had $100,000 in the market, and it went down 20%. That means you lost $20,000, so you have $80,000. And he stopped me, and he said, you're not listening to me. I want to know 
where is that twenty? Where's that twenty thousand dollars? Yeah. And you know, I've thought about that. I thought this is a really good question because, unfortunately, and I, I say this sincerely, folks, I've been doing this thirty-five years. I've been licensed to sell securities that long, so I've been around the stock market, mutual funds, variable annuities, ETFs, exchange-traded funds. Uh, limited partnerships, I've sold just about everything that we would call in the securities world, bonds, et cetera. And these things all contain risk. So the point is, I think sometimes people, and that's what we're gonna to try to help you with today, really just don't understand the stock market. Now, if we boil it down to simplicity, just like Aaron, first of all, let me say this, I'm not against the stock market. And yes, just as Aaron noted, the market is a wonderful place for people to invest or own portions of a country so let's think about this company here, right? The battery company. Let's just say we didn't have a stock market and you like this battery company. So you call up their CEO and you go, Hey, I'm Aaron Orander. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. I got a couple thousand dollars to my name. Can I buy a piece of your company? What are they going to say to you? Eh, probably not. Well, they're going to say, what are you talking about? We don't sell our company. Not we don't interested. even have a medium of exchange. We couldn't sell you stock in it if we wanted to. So we have to understand that while the stock exchange is very risky. The stock exchange serves a valuable purpose. So what we're going to do, let's, let's kind of turn to some resources that are just out there, Wikipedia, uh, Webster's, and let's just let them help define us what the stock market is. Okay, here we go. Wikipedia defines the stock market as the aggregations of buyers and sellers. I like this, a loose network of economic transactions, not a physical facility. So although there's a stock exchange, Aaron, in New York, that's just where everything transmits through. There's a whole World Wide Web, brother, right out there. It's like there really is no place for this. It's just out there. And I think that's what people have their get. It's hard to get your mind wrapped around. It'd be like I like to use real estate. It's not like we can drive around Louisville or Bowling Green or Bardstown or Lexington and we see a subdivision, right? Mm -hmm. And we see five houses for sale in the subdivision. Well, that's easy to quantify. And we could go around and find out what the houses are selling for, right? Right. Well, the stock market's not like this. It's like, where is the stock market? It's, it's kind of it's mind-boggling when you think about it. So basically, let's keep going. So these, they have stocks. These stocks are shares or ownership of a company. So even though Aaron physically could not ever afford to buy a battery company through the stock exchange, he can buy shares of stocks, which means, technically, Aaron, that's why you're part owner. Do you ever get the the proxy votes at the end of the year, they're getting ready to vote in the, the new, and you're like, wait a minute, what do you mean vote? What no. am I voting for? Okay, if you're a shareholder, you get to vote, and that's really what that's all about. Okay, let me see here, let me scan down here. Here's another one, Webster's defines the stock market as the business or activity of buying and selling stocks, a system for buying and selling stocks, or a place where stocks are bought and sold. And it makes sense if we're talking about the stock market, we need to drill down now and define what is a stock. Okay, so a stock, you could even think of uh, stocking the shelves. You thought about that in a grocery store? They stock the shelves. Well, the stock is up on the shelves now. Um, let's say it's 10 bags of sugar. Well, you have stock, it's 10 bags of sugar. If you buy two, two of those bags and take them out of there, there's now only eight bags of sugar. So let's say there's a run on sugar for some reason, and everybody's been buying sugar, and there's only one bag left, and the government just announced that the country is out of sugar and everybody rushes over there and there's one bag left. What do you think they're willing to pay for that bag of sugar? Yeah, that price is going to shoot up. <laughs> so again, folks, we're trying to boil this down to simplicity, but that's really kind of how simple it is. So um, let's see what else Webster's referred to. Okay, it refers to inventory goods, manufacturing, equipment, materials. 
supplies. I like this, the proprietorship. That means ownership. So I'm a sole proprietor. I operate as a sub S corporation. I have shares of stock, but I own 100% of the stock in Tony Walker Financial. I'm a proprietor. That means, anytime you see that word, that means owner. Um, and again, the corporation is usually divided into shares, and these shares are transferable. They're certificates, and that's what's called a stock. So you got it? Got so it. although you may only own a couple of shares of this stock, they could have millions of shares, you still own a piece of the company. So, so again, folks, I know if you listen to this show a lot, remember this show is dedicated to savers. It doesn't mean I'm opposed to the stock market. What I'm opposed to, and what you're going to see here later, is savers, who most savers do not like losing a lot of money, who have blindly thrown all their money into a stock market, a market of which most of them truly don't understand. Now, so let's make sure and understand why would companies even offer shares of stock? That's a good question, isn't it, Aaron? I mean, why would the battery company want you to even own their stock? Well, because first, I'm, go ahead. Because I'm giving them money? The good. Very okay. good. I know, Megan, you're under the weather, but are you impressed with Aaron's responses so far? You look very enamored over I didn't there. even study this morning. I, <laughs> this is all just off the top of my head. Man, maybe. this is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, because they need money. So stocks are a good thing for the economy because they allow me and you to buy shares in a company and then they take that money and they're either doing research and development, they're buying, they're, now a lot of times companies keep shares. They don't sell all their shares because sometimes a company will hold those shares in case they have to raise money, right? So it wouldn't be prudent to just get rid of all your shares, totally. So they'll keep some stairs, shares in reserve. Sometimes when they're buying a company, have you ever seen where a company takes over a smaller company? Yes. Well, they may not have the money to pay $100 million for a company. They'll trade that company shares of stock in their company. Does that make sense? So again, folks, let me say this before we get into the whole stock market situation and why it's very risky for you to have all your money in the stock market. The stock market plays a very vital and crucial role, crucial role. It is a very important role in our nation's economy. All right, here's what we're going to do. When we come back, though, we're going to have to talk about the reality of this stock market and what's going on possibly inside your 401k. And listen closely. If you are retired or nearing retirement, this whole, the rest of the show is going to postulate this theory that why in the world would you take all this risk if you don't have to? You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back. You stay tuned. I'm Tony Walker. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. After 10 years of a strong bull market uh, since 2009, it is unhealthy to see this type of parabolic price action. Retail investors are pouring in at the top of the bull market, and it's frankly almost hard to watch. 
Oh boy, that's some exciting stuff. We were playing around on the internet and picked up this, uh, I don't know, it sounds like a robot. Does that sound like a robot to you, Target? <laughs> and the stock market. And I'm thinking, it's about as boring as it gets. And I'm in the business. So I can understand uh, Saber's frustration trying to even keep up with the stock market. Oh, incidentally, um, if you ever want to watch our TV show, The Worry-Free Retirement, we have a lot of powerful graphics uh, to catch the listings of all the different stations we're on now. What are we on, seven or eight stations? With the we're on eight stations eight, now. Eight stations. And it's on every week, uh, stations in Louisville, Lexington, and Bowling Green. Just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and they would want to, could you, in the search bar, put TV stations, or is it better to go up uh, to the... I think it'd be better to go up to the menu yeah. and go to our, like, yeah, our TV and our media page, okay. and that'll give you all the listings of what time we're on, what stations we're on, and, and therefore. And if you have the ability to DVR it, obviously you can DVR it, or you can watch past episodes of the television show, The Worry-Free Retirement, by logging on to YouTube and just typing in Tony Walker Financial. Okay, but, uh, and you can't see this, but I'm going to kind of give you an idea. This is the chart, we call it the peaks and trough of the stock market. So again, folks, when you're thinking of the stock market, this is a retirement planning show. This is not an investment show. I'm not telling you which stocks to buy and hold and sell. That's not what this is all about. What we're trying to do is help you use and enjoy and protect your money, not only now, but all the way through retirement, which could be a long time. So let's imagine we had a crystal ball, which I actually do downstairs. Have you seen my new crystal ball in the office? Your new one? Oh, I've got a new one. You got a new one. I had one in Bowling Green, but I had to put one in Louisville. The reason I did that, you heard this story, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. Well, I got tired of everybody saying, I know you don't have no crystal <laughs> ball, son. Well, we do now. But anyway, um, if, if we knew that you were going to live to, let's say, 85, okay? You're 65 years of age, Aaron. You come to me. You're getting ready to retire. You want us to handle your 401k. You're a little nervous about the stock market. But let's face it, as we record this show on January 14th, 2020, the market is way up there. High, obviously, it's the highest it's ever been. And I had uh, had right at 20 meetings yesterday, pretty busy. You probably saw those people coming and going, didn't you? Yes. Mondays are our busiest day, folks. But anyway, I love Mondays because I like to get people's reaction to the market. And you know what most people are saying? It's, it's one camp or the other. Now, remember, I just only talk to savers. I'm not talking to investors. One camp is saying, oh, boy, Tony, it's awful high. I don't want to miss out if it keeps going up. Right? And that's understandable. That's human nature. The other camp intuitively is going, can this thing keep going up? And guess what they think back? 08. Mm. They remember, and I remind them too, you know, 08 came quickly and nobody saw it coming. I don't care what pundit tells you they saw it coming. You Google and research very, very, very few of the quote experts saw 08 coming. So what I'm going to do here in just in kind of real time here, just kind of read off a few of the peaks and troughs. Uh, and most of these, the average trough, the trough means when the market goes tanks, let's call it tanking out, is about 403 days, Aaron. So when the market tanks, imagine you're retired. You can't imagine your age. You're a young eight man. You don't care about the, if the battery company went down for two years, really and truly, would you get panicky? You probably eh, wouldn't. Wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wouldn't lose sleep over it, really. There you go. But if you're 65 and you just retired and you just left a good job and they're not going to hire you back, and the market tanks, you're probably going to lose some sleep. Right. right? Okay. And if I had all my money in there, if there I go. had all of my money in there, then I might lose some sleep. Good point. Um, so let's go back to 1919 through 1921. The market went down 46%. Again, so just picture you're retired. You got a half million dollars in your 401k, and now it's worth about 300000 That would be real exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> and you call back your boss and he's like, hello, who's this? I don't reckon, you know. <laughs> oh, but look at this. Everybody remembers the Great Crash. The Great Crash actually lasted 679 days. Folks, it went down 86%. I think people forget this. And you say, well, that never happened again, would it? Well, I mean, I could keep going a year after year. There's a lot of these troughs. I mean, there's a bunch of them. There's tons of them, actually. But then we fast forward to 07 through 09, went down an average of 53% for 355 days. People forget in 2000. Now, that was actually before 9-11. People say 9-11 caused the stock market. Stock market was actually going down before they flew into those twin towers. Did you know that? Oh, okay. So the stock market between... 2000 and 2002. See, I think this was actually a more crucial period because it was down for 685 days. That's right up there with the depression. That's a long time to be retired and watching your money plummet. And it went an average of 37%. So folks, you say, well, golly, Tony, this is all bad news. Why are you reminding me of all this? Are you telling me how to bail out of the stock market? That is not what I'm saying at all. In fact, based on this radio show, we never tell anybody to buy nor sell. That is not the purpose. I'm not trying to put fear in the back of your minds. We're just trying to state reality here. Again, this is a retirement planning show. We are here to help savers worry less about money. Folks, you know, I kind of harken back to my granddad's uh, days. You know, my granddad, I know you get tired of hearing about my granddad, but it's important to hear this. Listen, he retired in 1978 with a pension, something he called mailbox money. With that mailbox money, he was armed with guaranteed lifetime income he could never outlive. My granddad never owned a stock, and Aaron, you know what? Never heard him worry about money or talk about money or lose any sleep over money, ever. Now granted, I would argue, no problem, he didn't have a lot of money. But you know what? He just lived within his means and he enjoyed what he had. What? You mean he didn't like just <laughs> fill up his credit cards and go to Hawaii twice a year and, you know, just live beyond his means. So, so here's the point, folks. You can make it in retirement without having all your money in the stock market. And that's why we have both camps available to you. So I'm a registered investment advisor. I'm a fiduciary. I've been exposed to the stock market for over 35 years. And I've also known and understood and used annuities. So why do we use both? Most of our clients, let's say you have a 401k and you come to us. The way we hedge our bets, so to speak, is we have something called the worry-free split IRA. And with this IRA, we have maximum flexibility and liquidity. Liquidity means you can get access to your money at any time to meet the, the many demands and changes that you're going to have in retirement. And through our Charles Schwab platform, if you'd like to invest some money in the stock market, we'll pick all those. We manage it all. We have a fee of only eight-tenths of one percent per year. That's well below most of the other guys out there. And then with our experience and nationally recognized expertise and annuities, we couple that with the guaranteed prospects of lifetime income or what my granddad called mailbox money. Oh, incidentally, if you've been listening to the radio show the last few weeks, by the way, you can listen to the past radio shows on our podcast. Just go to SoundCloud. Is that right, Aaron? That's right. SoundCloud. They can do one of two things. They okay. can go to SoundCloud.com and type in the worry-free retirement, and that'll pull up the page. Or if they want to go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, they just keep scrolling down until they see our awesome bobblehead. <laughs> they click on that. That's going to take them straight to the page. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you for that, Aaron. What I was getting ready to say... On the previous shows, we've been talking about something called the SECURE Act. 
Remember I was talking about that, Aaron, and RMDs and stretch IRAs are eliminated, blah, blah, blah. Well, one thing I didn't even address in there, and I think it's worth addressing now, is that the government for years has been concerned about the very thing we're talking about. The government is concerned that these 401k plans that are basically controlled by Wall Street, which mainly only offer stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, things that can go down. Folks, those, those are not guaranteed, nor do they provide guaranteed lifetime income. They cannot do it. They are now requiring and mandating that 401ks try to put within the 401ks, guess what product? Annuities. Annuities. And you say, well, why would they do annuities? I didn't think annuities were any good. Folks, annuities are wonderful tools for savers because annuities are the only, this is a fact, the, they are the only product that can contractually guarantee, like my granddad, that you can have money that will last the rest of your life. So if you're sitting there right now and you go, Tony, I, I tell you, brother, I am getting nervous about the market. I got all this money in a 401k. I got a lump sum pension offer. I recently received an inheritance. Uh, I got all this money languishing in the bank that's not working for me. I am worried about running out of money. Maybe that's you. Then why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com for no cost or obligation. I'll be happy to talk to you about your specific situation, lay you out a specific game plan tailored to your specific needs, goals, and concerns. TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Click on the Let's Get Started button. All right, when we come back, I'm going to share a couple things about what is really money, what is the difference between money on paper and money in your pocket, and I'm also going to describe to you what I call the 2% rule, and also I'm going to share with you an interesting thing I heard from a gentleman who, quite frankly, has made a ton of money with one particular stock with one particular problem. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Worried about running out of money at retirement? For a limited time, five-time author and retirement specialist Tony Walker is making available his latest book, Mailbox Money for Life. For your free copy, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. And during the break, Aaron looked at me. That was pretty cool what you just said. Give an example. We've been talking about what would happen if you lost 53% in the stock market in your retirement. And then your response to that. Well, yeah, we were just kind of looking at those peaks and troughs. And I just kept thinking, man, if I got my paycheck one day and it was 53% less than what I normally make. And I came to you and you said, well, you know, we were kind of having a rough week. We had to, you know, shut some lights off. I had to take 53% of your paycheck. But don't worry. I'll probably get it back to you in about 600, 650 days. <laughs> I'd kind of be like, wait a minute. <laughs> that, was, that was an awesome analogy. I like that. So there you go, folks. I mean, you, you have to put this in real terms. I mean, this is your income, just as Aaron's saying about a paycheck. I mean, when you're in retirement, you need a guaranteed paycheck is really what you're doing. So, okay, we're, we've got to watch our time. I wanted to share something. I promised you this. Uh, we had my favorite son-in-law, Trey, do an email blast. And you were part of this, Aaron. We were talking through this. And we just asked people to blindly respond. And we had several. Had some good ones. But what do you think of the stock market and how would you define it? Okay, let me blow through these real quick. Rick in Louisville said, the stock market's like a family. I love this one. It's, uh, there's ups and downs. You got to have trust in somebody. No matter what happens, you have to stay in it for the long haul. You got to see it through to the end, good or bad. And always remember, it usually works out. Maybe not like you would have preferred but it's your best guess. And basically life is full of gambles. That's pretty good. I like that. 
Calvin in E-Town says more succinctly, the stock market is, sum, is the sum of multiple opinions. If there is more optimism, he prints in parentheses greed, then it goes up. If there's more pessimism, fear, it goes down. That's pretty astute. I like that. Lee in Bowling Green, Kentucky says, if the economy is good, if I buy stocks at the right time, I like this. He keeps using if. If I can afford to lose the money, if I want to believe in a hot tip, if I can see into the future and predict the future, if there's no changes to the government laws and taxes, if no military conflicts or terrorist threats. And he says, too many ifs for me. That's very good. All right, so let's keep moving. Very good stuff. Thank you for those who participated in that, by the way. What if I told you, Mr. Listener or Miss Listener out there, that I could help you put in a secure game plan that would accomplish your goals and objectives, and if all you earned on your money was 2%, or let's call it 3%, just for the fun of it, 3%. And again, listen, I could make sure that you could accomplish all your goals and objectives, earning 3%, and again, no risk, we're changing the game plan a little bit here. Would you be interested in knowing how I might do that? Aaron's nodding over to the side big time. Yes, He's like, no risk. Sign me up. Yeah, okay. Or certainly you could make 10, 12, 20%. I don't care what it is. Possibly have so much money you don't know what to do with, but listen very carefully, folks. But you die with never having to enjoy that money. Now, to me, see, that doesn't make sense. This is what you're being told to do through fear. The financial world has convinced you that you're going to need boatloads of money, more and more money as you get older and older. It builds in fear. And here's what I've learned over the years. Most people are afraid to spend their money. Why, Tony, are they afraid to spend their money? Two reasons. Number one, they don't have a written game plan. That's a shame. We can help you with that. And number two, they don't have any mailbox money. So they know these people are smart. You're smart. You know that if you've got it all in the stock market and you start spending it all and we have a downturn, you could run out of money. So I'm going to kind of close this. So, so this is ridiculous, folks. So if you have a 401k plan and you're sitting there risking it, we can show you. I call it the, I'm going to change it to the 3% method because I was thinking about this, Aaron. When we give somebody a written game plan, even if we're showing what's invested in the Charles Schwab platform, which this year has done really well, we only show it averaging 3% return. Now, why would I do that? Why would I not show 15 or 18% because that's what the market did this past year. Why that's, would I not show that? Because that's not guaranteed. And that's not realistic either. It's not realistic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we try to dumb things down and make it so ultra conservative that hopefully we don't have any risk of, you know, you assume we'll get 10 and 12 and we get three. So I close with this. As we think about what is money really all about, how much do you really need? Uh, even if you make money, I'm coming out with a new book that'll be released at the end of February, deals with this very subject of how much is enough. So I, I met a gentleman the other day, and I won't name the stock, I'll call it Mutual of Nairobi, I'm making this up, but it, this actually happened. This person A buys Mutual of Nairobi stock over 20 years ago, invests less than 10,000, this is a true story here, less than 10,000 in that stock, has gradually bought a little more, he thinks he's got about $80,000 in it. Guess what that stock is worth today? Take a guess. It's a big number. One stock. One stock? Just one stock. He's got no more than about 80000 in it. I'll say 200000 $750,000. <gasps> so let's just call it what it is. That has been a great investment. He's getting older. 
And I noticed he didn't want to sell any then. I find, and I knew the reason for this. I said, why do you not want to sell any of that stock? And he said, I don't want to pay the taxes on it. Mm, yeah. So I said, let me get this straight. So you're not using and enjoying that money because of the taxes. And he said, basically. So I said, so what's it really worth to you? And he said, 750000 I said, no, it's not. On paper, absolutely it's worth that. First of all, you won't spend it. So remember this, folks. Until a dollar is converted to cash and used, it ain't worth nothing. Nothing. So maybe that's you right now. You've never really thought about it that way, whether it's a bunch of stock that's gone up in value, uh, a 401k, uh, it doesn't matter. I think it's time with the market at all-time highs to sit down with a fiduciary such as myself with over 35 years of experience, somebody who's met in person with over 15,000 people. Folks, I know this world very well, and I would like the opportunity to just provide you a second opinion, and if you're a saver, a way to use and enjoy and protect more of your money without the fear of running out. So take advantage of meeting with me in person. It's easy to do, and there's no cost or obligation. Just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on that Let's Get Started button. Well, we've enjoyed being with you today. I hope this has given you a better understanding of the stock market. Next week, an interesting topic, very interesting. If you're a widow, widower, recently divorced, been divorced, it doesn't matter. If you're single and you're dealing with the loss of a spouse in any manner, we are going to cover that show and how you can get a better handle on your money. Even if you have uh, parents who have gone through a divorce or lost a spouse. So that's next week on the Worry-Free Retirement. You remember though, between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.